to the van life. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I'm Frankie. I'm Alex. And together we are FNA Van Life. Today we are coming to you live from a wedding in Sedona, a very van life wedding. In the van right now, we got two special guests today. They're very special. We have <laughs> Crux and Beta. Jess and Shorter in the house. Hello. Um, so maybe you could start by explaining what does Crux and Beta mean for everybody who wants wow, to you, follow you. You guys are about to give everybody the beta. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Sounds like we got a crux on our hands. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Sean likes to say I'm the crux. But I don't like to say it. You are the crux. <laughs> crux is what? The hardest part of a problem when climbing, like in a climbing route. So like the crux is the hardest part. And then the beta is how you solve it. So we figured like the bigger picture in life was like Cruxes in life are working in nine to five, never seeing each other, leaving our pets at home all day. And then living in a van was kind of the beta to solve all of that. And we get to be together 24 seven. We get to be with our pets and we get to travel and climb all the time. Very nice. That's awesome. I, yeah. I mean, I think you guys hit it on the money with yeah. that one. For real. <laughs> like it, the van, as much as it could like create some issues, it also solves a lot of issues, especially if you're a couple that wants to be together. Yeah, you hear a lot yeah, of people it's... complaining about van life being so hard, and I am always just like, "That's because you're doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't plan your build well enough, yeah. or whatever. You know, if you have everything within yeah. your build that you know you're gonna need, then it's easy." Yeah, I agree. I agree, one hundred percent. What were you guys doing before van life uh, became a thing? Prostitution. Oh, <laughs> uh, sh- <laughs> how much did you cost? <laughs> What's that lucrative? Yeah. Uh, no, I was a bicycle mechanic in Boulder, and Jessica yeah. was managing hair salons. Yeah. Well, one at the time, but... Yeah, I, I managed hair salons for, like, many years, but then I also did some caregiving on the side. Is that why you always have, like, the crazy hairstyles happening? Yeah, yeah, it's different every month. And why she talks <laughs> to old people a lot. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense now. It's all coming Before together. You mix, so 45 no. minutes later, an hour later, Jess is saying I love you while walking away from the old people yeah, that she's yeah. been chatting with. <laughs> It's a problem. <laughs> you guys built out your whole rig yourself. Yeah. Yep. Uh, bicycle mechanic, I guess you're like kind of handy, right? But a hairstylist or like manager, that doesn't really give you a lot no. of like van build no. skills. No. So how was it building your van? What made you guys decide that like, yeah, we can do this? Well, um, that's all Sean. Yeah, I, I mean, it was, it's, bicycle mechanic was just like the, the end, the tapering off of my job. Yeah. You know, in, in, in the real world. But before that, I was... Working on cars, 12-volt stuff, car audio, carpentry, building furniture for people. We, we took a welding class together. Yeah, we did take so a welding class I have class welding skills. There you go. <laughs> one class? You took one welding class? Yeah. It was a long yeah. class. I made a pillow, and it, I, I You passed. welded a pillow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So was it comfortable? No. no. <laughs> they, they call it But are any of yours? Oh. oh. <laughs> I mean, you're leaning up against one now. Mic drop. <laughs> Don't drop it. We need that. Smashes it on the floor. Um, yeah, so I, I had a decent amount of experience just in a lot of different things. The only things I really hadn't dealt with was like plumbing, uh, gas lines, and like AC electrical stuff. But our YouTube, you know, yeah. YouTube, YouTube goes a long way. But before the van, we were building furniture. Like we were yeah. building kitchen tables and like outdoor tables and benches, and then selling them. Yeah. Well, we moved. So to it was kind of like a fun yeah. thing. But we were like making some money on the side, and then he was learning as he was going. So it was kind of like 
oh, we've already been doing this. Yeah. Yeah. So. When, when we moved out to Colorado from California, we didn't have a lot of big furniture and we moved into a four bedroom <laughs> house. Um, so it was like, what are we going to put in here? You know, as most people do, uh, they get a big house that they can barely afford and then they try and fill it with crap. So yeah. that's kind of what we did. Um, and we filled instead, it with of, we instead <laughs> of buying furniture, I was like, let's just build it. Use it till it sells, and then we'll build something else. So nice. That's kind of the way we did it. I want to address the fact that you said in the real world. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I find that so hilarious. About we're obviously still in the real world. Right. You know, on right. the podcast we're chatting, but like, yeah. what is the difference between that that real world compared to what we're living? Is this like a fantasy for a lot of people? Um, I think that people look at van life as well. A lot of people look at van life as. Oh, that's not sustainable. Oh, that's just for, you know, a fad. It's just, Ooh, yeah. you know, something that How you're going to do gonna temporarily, be doing this for? you know. Yeah, and it's like they can't wrap their head around the fact that you can do this forever if you wanted to. Um, some people do want to go back to, you know, planting roots, and a lot of van lifers do. But always in the back of their mind, they're like, man, we should still build out a rig and be able to, mm-hmm. like, get out and go travel. Yeah, they'll do so the part-time I, thing. I, I think that it's just a, a mental... Uh, like a place where you are mentally to want to live the van life. Gotcha. And once you're in that mental state, it's like you can be in a house, but you're always going to want to explore and like still be part of that community. It's definitely a lifestyle and like a type of person. Right. Yeah. I, I feel the difference even when I go stationary, like, while we were building the van or when we're hanging out at the family member's house for about a month or so, yeah. you get this yeah. itch to like want to be back on the road. You know, not any bad type of itch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and even though it feels like there's a lot of us, like because the places we flock to, like we're like, whoa, there's so many vans. Whoa, so many RVs. I still feel like we're really small in like mm-hmm. the overall population. Uh-huh. Like we're kind of like the outcasts. Well, yeah. And as we're like circling around the country, it seems like we're running back into people that we've mm-hmm. met on the road two years ago. So like that. That it goes to show how like small the community is, but yeah. it is pretty large at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's growing every day. Yeah. And we've met some of the best people we know in the last Including you guys. year. Oh, that's <laughs> sweet. Mean, there are. In the last year we've met like lifelong friends that we will, Remain friends with forever, right? You know, yeah, that's so sweet of you to say, Sean. (laughs) Really, though, it's like such a different connection than people you went to high school with or people you worked with, Mm -hmm. yeah, even just like your best friends that you had previous to the life growing up. Like, you know, they're in much different points of their life or like mentality wise, they're in a completely different place, so like things don't align necessarily, so it just puts you in a completely different situation compared to what we're, we're automatically in a similar mindset right. so like that aligns all of our interests almost immediately even mm-hmm. if we're not interested in the same activities you have this like okay i could definitely try this yeah. you know rather than the opposite of like i'm not willing to try it i have too much things going on yep. you know whatever it's just it's a much different thought process i feel like yeah, yeah it's pretty cool to have like a community i feel like we were already in a climbing community and we love that community. And then, like, now it's like, oh, I guess living on the road. And climb, or, climbing like, is also life. a lifestyle in itself. It's yeah. not just a hobby for anybody that climbs. They know, like, yeah. once you've got the itch, it's like you're you're sucked in, like, with surfing or any of those other, you know, main things where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm a surfer. It's like, you mean, like, you'd like to surf? It's like, no, I'm a surfer. It's yeah. like, you know, it's yeah. like it becomes who you are, and that's what climbing is, and that's what van life is, too. Mm-hmm. And I've, cool always, both. I've always said, like, romantic relationships, it's like, <laughs> don't go seeking 
your partner, just do what you love. And when you meet the person that's doing what you love also, and you have that like main passion of your life that's in common, everything else is just like whatever, you know, mm -hmm. like you make it work. Cause like, as long as that one base is really strong and with van life, same kind of thing. It's like when you meet somebody on the road, it's like you already have this passion, this lifestyle that you live. And now you've met somebody else that's doing the same thing. And so you just have this instant connection with them. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. But uh, when you guys first met, you both weren't climbing. Kind uh, of. Kind of. Kind of. He were. was. <laughs> well, you were climbing. I was literally climbing. And I had the passion. I really wanted to climb. So oh, okay. I was like hiking in an area that had climbing. Right. So give, tell us how that all went down. <laughs> You're better at it. <laughs> okay. So uh, we were climbing in, well, I was climbing with a friend in Stony Point in California. And it's just kind of a local, you know, center of the city crag where you know, has a lot of history. So it's fun, fun to go there. And we were, we were just out there climbing one day and, uh, Jessica was hiking out there with her sister. Um, and she came over and was like, Hey, I really, uh, really want to learn how to climb. I'm really, you know, into it. So, you know, can we watch you? And that's, that's kind of how we met. Unfortunately, so awkward. Can we unfortunately watch we, <laughs> we had both like just gotten into relationships at that point. Um, and so there was, there was nothing, you know, nothing had happened at that point. And, Long story short, you know, after a couple quick texts, you know, on Facebook and whatever, um, we reconnected after four years and decided to go climb after both of our relationships had ended and hit it off right away. So instant spark, awesome. instant spark, it's beautiful. It's awesome. <laughs> so beautiful. I feel like it was very similar to us in the sense of like we went out on a date and that date turned into like. It was only supposed to be a short date, and it turned into like a twelve-hour date, fifteen-hour yeah, date. Yeah, you know, I don't want to leave each other. That's kind of how you know you found your person in a sense. You your, know? Friend, your friends start calling you worried because you've been going for so long. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you okay? Yeah. Who's this new like, guy? I feel like Alex definitely got the like, do I need to get you out of here? Yeah, call? Yeah, yeah. Do you need you know rescue? <laughs> I feel like my friends were like, what do you mean you're meeting up with somebody from the, like, tell us where you're going, yeah. what is his name, what is his phone number in yeah. case you get murdered, like, we need to know these things to give to the police. Right. And then 3am, still haven't looked at your phone. Yeah. I'm like, we're good, don't worry about it. And now look at all of us, we all live in vans, yeah. and we're traveling the totally world, happy. basically, yeah. So where is the first place that you guys, like, saw somebody living in a van and was, like, intrigued? So in the climbing community, a lot of climbers live in vans. Yeah, like dirtbag like, climbers. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, like it's like what you the, the, call them. The famous Yosemite, you know, masters, all, you know, were in a van at some point. You know, everybody knows Alex Honnold, and he was in a van when he came out with his first, you know, full feature film. And it was just like... I think if we're going to be good climbers, we need to live in a van, you know, so... That's yeah. kind of what we associated with. <laughs> yeah. So, like, for the audience out there that doesn't understand what climbing is, give yeah. us, like, a brief overview yeah. of what climbing is, and then yeah. also, what is some of the coolest places that you've been that you've liked the most? Yeah, so there, there's different types of climbing. There's yeah. rock climbing and mountain climbing, and yeah. mountain climbing is more, like, really aggressive, steep hiking, but sometimes you'll use climbing gear to, like, assist with it, mm -hmm. where rock climbing is usually... A more vertical wall where you either climb with ropes, uh, gear that you place yourself, bolts that are already in the wall, or mm -hmm. you're just bouldering, which is mainly what we do. Yeah, we like to um, boulder. So there's a crash pad on yeah. the ground. So we put a, a, you can a, land on a foam mat on the ground fall. that you carry on your back, like a massage table, and uh, <laughs> and you put it on the ground. So if you fall, you have something safe to land on, and then your partner spots you to make sure that you land safely and upright and whatever. But bouldering is a little more like the sprint where rope climbing is more like a marathon um, in the sense that 
bouldering is five to six short hard moves on a boulder you know roughly 15 feet tall mm -hmm. and rope climbing can be anywhere from a single pitch which is one rope length of 70 meters to multiple pitch to you know 3,000 foot faces mm -hmm. that's wild so. and like the shape that that type of stuff gets you in is kind of just amazing yeah you know like yeah. trying to grip into full these body rocks. workout yeah. Yeah. yeah well full body including like your fingertips and and yeah. mental yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. all mental for yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would say that 70% of climbing is mental and the other 30% is physical. Most people yeah. that start climbing could do it just fine if they knew the technique, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. and to get to a certain point. And then once you get the technique down and your body kind of adjusts to doing, pulling on things that it's never had to do before, then, uh, then once you learn the technique, then climbing becomes a little bit more like oh i'm hooked you know i'm getting good at it you know and that's where you really go down the wormhole with it i think boulderings are a favorite because like there's a lot of it but also we get to hang out with friends yeah and like mm -hmm. work on one thing together yeah. and with rope climbing like you're kind of on your own like you're by yourself way up there yeah you have your partner that you're working with and communicating with but it's kind of like a solo thing like you're just in your own head in your own mind you know it's like I'd rather be hanging out with my friends having fun and like trying this harder problem and like just working on technique and strength and I know for myself I really feed off of that like friendly competition energy you know so yeah. like it, when one person is climbing it's like oh you really want them to get it but you definitely want to get it before them you yeah. know so it's like so, so bouldering <laughs> bouldering is kind of like van life in the sense of like community Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you you're going to be in a place where it's more there's a lot more people um, that it's not always van life. You I was, was going to say van bouldering. life can go either way. Some people move yeah. into a vehicle or bus to, to be, be out in property where no one can touch them. Yeah. You know, so it's I think, again, it's just like if you're a rope climber, you'll live van life one way. And if you're mm. a boulder, yeah. you'll live van life another way. Yeah. yeah. Cool. You know? I like that. That's a really cool concept. So you see all these climbers living in vans and you guys are digging the climbing. You're like, oh, we have to live in a van if we're going to be real yeah. climbers yeah. or whatever. <laughs> but I always said no. Really? Yeah. I was like, there's no way I'm fitting in a van. So what like, was no the... Way. What was that thing that pushed you to be like, you know what? I could do it. Pinterest. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were planning a tiny house because it just looked cool and they were bigger. So I was like, oh, I can do that. And like, yes, they were pretty. <laughs> and so we were going to festivals and stuff and then we kept seeing different style of tiny houses, like even really small teardrops. So I was like, oh man, those are pretty cute. And you can just tow them and like leave them somewhere. So like... Our dreams were really big, but our wallets were not. So, like, it kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And then I was like, yeah, how about a gypsy wagon on your, like, your Harbor Freight trailer? And we'll, <laughs> we'll tow it somehow. And it was like, okay, if you're going to do that, then why don't we just do a van? Like, that makes way more sense. And I was like, oh, crap, you're right. <laughs> so the, the thought Beta. of, like, of yeah. affording it and then just making it work, <laughs> making it look cute. And then like the bigger picture was traveling. Like I've never been anywhere. So like the idea of getting just up and go made more sense. Like a tiny house is so much harder to move around. Yeah. So it was like, oh, okay, it's a van. Yeah, <laughs> okay. And, when, and when we started on the road, it was like, we're going to go for a year. We saved up enough money working at our jobs, you know, and selling our stuff to, to hit the road for a year. And we're going to travel around the country and see what areas we might want to return to, you know, when whenever that is you know whether we make more money on the road or whether we can stay there or um whether we want to find work somewhere else or maybe we want to plant roots somewhere build a tiny house somewhere else you know so yeah, this was, like was this was that. kind of like an exploratory like year on the road which turned into now over a year and a half and 
budgeting worked out and, you know, COVID relief checks worked out. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> our trip was extended a little and uh, now we're heading, heading back to where we kind of started to figure out the next phase. Yeah. Speaking of that, it's a perfect segue for... Are you loving our podcast? Well, we have a way for you to get one more a month. By joining our Patreon community, you get exclusive access to a one-hour podcast ad-free every single month that does a deep dive into what it's really like to live on the road. Depending on which tier you select, you could even get free merchandise. Check out the link below and join the Patreon community today. You also get access to tons of behind-the-scenes content from our YouTube channel, too. Now back to the podcast. How do you guys sustain life on the road? Yeah. You know, going from stationary positions, your job's are both stationary, it kind of seems like, yeah. right. and to now being on the road, and you've been on the road for how long now? A year and a half. A year and a half, so you have to sustain that in some type of way. What have you guys done yeah. to create that for yourselves? Well, because we were trying to build a tiny house, we had been saving for, I think, like four years, working our full-time jobs. Also, like, trying to pay off debt. It's like, yeah. all that paid off. It's like a big deal. <laughs> the $5 challenge, which I'll get into in a minute. But um, just saving money however we could, you know, and selling stuff just as really... I kind of got addicted to selling addic- stuff. Yeah, so, like, Facebook, Facebook Marketplace, I'm still selling stuff. Like, the yeah. whole time I've been on the road, I'm selling stuff. Just so, the other day, we drove yeah. with you guys to go sell some chairs. If, if you have something, you're like, here, do you want this? She'll sell Yeah, so, like, people... Yeah. Oh, I, I have people something have, for you right yes, now. Yes, people have given me stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I could sell that. Like, don't get rid of that. Yeah. And... Even stuff we found on the road, like at my sister's house, we found a dust collector, like a huge tool for the garage. And he's like, oh, I really want this. What is a dust collector? It, it's basically a shop vac, but it's quieter oh, and it's yeah. made to collect dust in a workshop when oh, you're like working. For like when you're cutting so, wood. So you oh, like the machine that it's kind of like up. a giant stationary vacuum. Yeah. yeah. Big bag yeah. on it. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So he found it and he's like, that's out on the curb for the dumpsters to pick it up. And we looked it up and it was really expensive, like hundreds of dollars. And we sold it for a hundred bucks. Just, like, in the week we were there, like, done. So it's just, like, constantly selling stuff. We've also done some content creation online, so that's been really nice. And then family members, while we're visiting, they're like, wait, Sean, you're handy, can you do this for us? And then instead of paying someone else, they pay him. That's awesome. So we didn't have our tools, so it was like we did what we could with, like, what little tools they had. Yeah. And the little tools we've brought, but made it happen like you know putting a screen door on or we like sure. we did a demolition of a wheelchair ramp mm. because snow was coming and they didn't need it and like it's such a workout trying to shovel snow so yeah. like can you get rid of it and then build some stairs so yeah. so so, so we worked saved money realized that the tiny house thing was probably not going to happen as soon as we wanted to be free and so mm-hmm. we took that money and invested it into the van and we bought the van with it and we did the build with that um and then once the build was done we were still working full-time um building the van nights and weekends and we were getting lower on money you know we we still had a little bit of reserve but we started selling our stuff we moved into the van still working full-time so we were not paying rent selling all of our stuff and we ended up having more money than we started with in our savings. Wow, that's, that's wild. That's After awesome. building the van and paying for it, I cannot believe how much money I saved out. Yep. 
Well, it's just I've amazing. I've never been able to do that. That yeah. difference in cost of rent for mm-hmm. two people, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Compared to, yeah. you know, the the house in you guys were in, in Boulder. Boulder. Well, we were in Longmont, yeah. but working in Boulder, yeah, yeah. which is a fairly expensive place, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then you could cook and do everything in the van. You you wound up saving yourself a ton of money. And we were making quadruple yeah. van payments. We were each paying double van payments, so we paid the van down very quickly while we were still working, so that hopefully we can pay it off and not have to worry about that either mm-hmm. but so we yeah. got most like half Trying the band paid off yeah. mm-hmm. so what's this five dollar challenge all right five dollar challenge <laughs> it's it it basically is whenever you come across a five dollar bill you save it you can't spend it but in Who order has money like yeah, cash but nobody uses days, right? money so i made up a few of my own rules so you always have to when you fall below ten dollars at the store, you have to take cash back. You have to get another 20 out. So you always have cash on hand. Mm-hmm. If you ever purchase anything between 5 and $20, you have to use cash. So you're always turning cash around. Um, and anytime you, like if you go to the store and you take out $20 and they give you five, or they give you four or fives back, you gotta that just goes it. right into savings. The Next fives. time you go, <laughs> you, you take out another another 20, you yeah. know, and they give you a $20 bill. You go buy, you know, a pack of gum. They give you a, a 10 and a five back. <laughs> That five goes into the $5 challenge. And over the course of a year, it was like anywhere between 800 to to $1,000 in $5 bills. Wow, that's wild. Yeah. So that's... you did that for a couple of years, like in preparation. Yeah. Yeah. And just every New Year's, you start again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just like dump it all into the bank and the savings account when yeah. the year's yeah. over. Yeah. But it is pretty amazing when you make up your mind of like what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like I'm willing to sacrifice all of this stuff to live in this, you know, live this lifestyle. And it was so easy to let go of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm really sentimental. So I saved one suitcase and it has like his stuff and my stuff from like when we were kids. Mm-hmm. So it's got like schoolwork in there and pictures and like High school diploma, you know, yeah. something of my grandpa, <laughs> yeah. something of my grandma, you know, like, wait, you like graduated? That. No, <laughs> no just kidding. Barely. <laughs> and we're storing that at his mom's house. Um, so like that one suitcase was my like, okay, I have to have this sure. one, yeah. you know, important thing, but everything else was like, I don't care. Get rid of it. Yeah, we had kind of the same, like, situation when we decided we were going to live in the van. It was like, you know, we need this amount of money to, like, you know, live and travel for a year. We had the same plan. Like, we're going to travel for a year, and then we'll figure out where we're going to live or settle or whatever. We were the same way in the sense of, like, making sure that we had all of our debt settled. Luckily, we both didn't really have much, so that was really fortunate for both of us. So it was a lot of just putting away money. I did have debt in the sense of a lease. Which we took care of. I had the money stowed away for that specifically, so it didn't really play into the amount that we had to save, you know. And yeah, I mean, I think that only the there's quite a few other people out there, but the van lifers really get the fact of you know how to this whole process of like what you're willing to get rid of, what you're willing to sacrifice for something that you really want to do, and I think that sets those type of people uh a saw like they like to a different level or a different standard in yeah. the sense of like being able to create save and possibly be successful in life like they have a a higher opportunity because they, we kind of get these things and we're willing to part with stuff we're willing to make sacrifices that other people aren't willing to make and willing yeah. to hustle too yeah, yeah. Well, you know? in, in order in, in in the working nine to five world you have to make enough money to pay all your bills and then pay for the things you love to do in order to like, feel like you're successful where in van life, because your overhead is so much lower, you can 
if you made the same amount of money you were making still working your nine to five, you'd be living the millionaire life. Like, what do I do with all this money? In a van. (laughs) And the van down by the river sounds like, you know, the thing that we all were like, oh God, I don't want to end up like that. But now it's like, where can we find a sweet camping spot that's down by the river? Right. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, so if you like, have a running water f- supply, like yeah. fresh that water, great. it's like almost like they scared you away from wanting to be around fresh water. <laughs> I mean, for those people that liked to, to go camping when they were kids, you know, that whatever, it's like, that. that's like, that's the yeah. dream. I it's love like, camping. I, so I, I love that's... setting up a tent and, you know, if it's right by a river where you can go to sleep listening to the river, that's awesome. You know, you can go yeah. swimming on a hot day, you know, and all that stuff. I am curious how many van life couples camped together first. We did not. We did Because not, camping yeah. is like, it's effort, you know, you like to set yeah. up the tent yeah. and like cook and like, it's just, you're constantly working. Like you're doing a lot and mm-hmm. can't be lazy. And well, camp, it's definitely really, you know? team building too. Yeah. Cause it's and like, so, we got to get the tent up and we got to get the cooking stuff out. I will yeah. say for me. I actually probably only camped like once, okay. maybe twice in my entire life. I think once was when I was in my like 18 to 20 area and I camped in a tent in Key West. And then the other time was when I was a kid and I pitched a tent outside of my step-grandmother's summer house in <laughs> okay. upstate New York. So we can't make this assumption. Yeah, and I, I legit, like, I woke up, like, sweating my ass off because it was, like, a summer hot day. Right. And, You're like, in a tent, 6 a.m., it was baking. And I didn't put it under a tree. Like, I was a kid. I wasn't yeah. smart enough. But it's, but it's how you react to that. It's yeah. like, this is awesome. Yeah. Or I hate this camping. It's miserable. Never doing yeah. that. You know, it's like. I feed off of that, you know, harsh environment. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like the van though is not a harsh environment. Definitely not. It's the like van glamping. Is glamping. It's big time. super so glamping. Nice. Yeah. I, we did the car camping thing for a while too, mm-hmm. so right. like, yeah. it was a step up for sure. We're like, oh, this it, is. It's nice. re- I mean, it, what people don't understand is when you live in a van that's built to be lived in, it's a, it's a home. Yeah, it's yeah. a home. Yeah, it's you not. Make it like you're not house. camping. I'm not camping. First of all, not only am I not camping, I'm also not paying an electric bill. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we get free electric. We've been parked here in front of you guys for three days now and haven't paid an electric bill and we've been using electricity, you know? So. Yeah, we've been charging laptops and running, if you had to run electric scooters. Yeah, Yeah, we got propane. Our only worry right now is taking our trash out and filling up our water so we can shower. That's it. (laughs) And normally, like for us, at least we have 40 gallons of water. So we we could go two to two and a half weeks depending on how we use it. Right. Um, You know, if you have a 20 gallon tank, about a week to a week and a half, right? And so on and so forth. But, if you guys um, run yeah, out, with, we can always give you yeah, a bucket. Yeah, 20, yeah, that's our one 20, thing. Like, oh, yeah, with our 20-gallon tank, we generally say two to three days, maybe four days, and we each get one shower. Well, we could easily fill you guys up with five gallons of water right from our sink right here. Yeah. And that's the thing about the van life community is, like, we all are very willing to share and help each other out. Alex and I have to go into town anyway today because we're we're the, the shuttle for the bridal party. Yeah. So we'll be picking up our friends and bringing them to the spot. And while we do that, before we do it, we could just fill up water. Yeah. So it's easy for us to just be like, hey, here's five gallons of water. Chill in the spot. You can make it another day or two with that. Awesome. And, you know, we could even fill you up again for the next day if you had if you needed it well and also like we'd be happy to give you anything but water is generally free yeah so like wherever we fill up water like we've probably paid in the last two plus years like three times to fill up our tank and it was like five bucks a pop but the majority of the time you can get your water for free from you know random hoses in certain places yeah so it's like yeah we're giving you five gallons of water but we'll just get five more for free and it's getting it's getting so much easier with the apps that are you know being used right now that uh that 
are accommodating for van life where it's like where to get water, where to get gas, where to get propane, yeah. where to get, mm-hmm. you know, toilets and showers and all that stuff. So that's a lot easier. Um, but I mean, in the last year and a half, we've paid for camping once and it was voluntarily, yeah. well, yeah. twice, twice and it was now. voluntarily. And it was just because it was in such a cool spot that we we're like, let's do that. But we didn't have to, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Well, I just got some beta yesterday. <laughs> Someone was saying there's a state park up the road. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. In Sedona. Or maybe Cottonwood. Okay. Okay. I want to say it's like dead something. Oh, dead horse. Dead Dead horse. And they said after a certain... beautiful place. After a certain time, like four, which sounds kind of early, the attendant leaves. And so you can just like enter the park free. You don't have to pay for like the evening to like go check it out. Yeah. And there happens to be showers there. Nice. (laughs) Made up for free showers. I don't know. That's awesome. So I I feel like places that are named like Dead Horse are meant to keep people away. Don't go there. It's super beautiful. It's like Greenland and Iceland, right? Mm But That's yeah, funny. Yeah. Pile of garbage state park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most beautiful state park uh, around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think that's incredible. Like the just the the idea of the whole van life thing is very foreign to a lot of people. And I think that we're all fortunate enough to have like made the leap and like really thought about like, hey, this might let's just at least take the chance. Yeah. Right. And since we all took the chance, I feel like every single one of us are extremely happy with life. Yeah. Like everything's paying off. You know, we're, we're, we're all so, we all feel so fortunate, but we all feel that way because we were willing to make that leap. Right. Yeah. And we, we, yeah. we actually did it really slow. Like it doesn't have to be a leap. We were living in our house. We bought the van, which was the biggest leap and built it. And then which we wasn't spent that big. Oh, yeah. I think we like put 5,000 down. So we split that. Yeah. So really we only took out 2500 each out of pocket and we had this brand new van yeah. in our driveway like let's get started yep. so it wasn't then, that much and then we well, once it was done we spent the first week in the van in our driveway yeah. so that if something went wrong with the build if we you know missed something that we were like man we can't do this or this is leaking or whatever then we had a chance to fix it with our tools and workshop and whatever and then after that week our lease ended and we just moved closer to work and we parked closer to work so we still lived for another six months in our hometown where we still had friends and you know resources so if mm-hmm. within that six months something went wrong in the van we I think still something could did like, go wrong right well we, we like a couple water pump and whatever mm-hmm. like m- pretty minor things that we could have fixed on the road but it was nice yeah. to not be in the middle of the desert when your water pump stops yeah well, well we yeah. still had an address to ship yeah. something to yeah, and had. like still had space to really spread out like the tools and, and you were still making money at your it. regular job yeah, exactly so you could mm-hmm. like kind of like you said recoup a lot of money from the bill right. have yeah. super low expenses yeah. like when i moved in with frankie my rent went from yeah. like sixteen hundred dollars a month just for me to like four hundred dollars because yeah. we were splitting an eight hundred dollar rent. Yeah, so in better. my mind, I was just like, my rent is still sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah. So I'm just gonna take all that extra money yeah. and put it into savings. a savings account. Yeah. Because we were, like I don't need that money. Perfect, you know, yeah. I haven't needed it for the last year. So I feel like we were about four months out from being on the road, and Alex is like, "Well, I saved all the money I need to save," yeah. and like so she had four more months Jeez. of being able to put away more money for That's herself. Awesome. For her travels, you know, for our travels. And, you know, pretty much same for me. I feel like about three months away from being finished, I was like, well, I've saved all my money too because I worked some overtime. I did, you know, some night service work just to like make it to where I could 
quit my job earlier yeah. and work on the van specifically because we had like a deadline to get on the road, yeah. which you don't have to do yourself. We did that because we wanted to do all these mountains, snowboarding every single Epic and Icon mountain in North America. So that made it to where we were like, all right, we have a deadline because the snow is good now. And if we don't start now, we're not going to get them all done. We always tell everyone, <laughs> what's, what's our advice? Plan, 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 yeah. and don't give yourself a deadline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we tell everybody that wants to get into van life. <laughs> yeah, it's a great idea. I am, I am so, happy. Congratulations. With, thank you. I am happy with like the fact that we got on the road when we did, because the major thing with with it all for us at least is that uh, if we wouldn't have set a deadline, we might have waited a, a half a year longer. You know, we might have. Put, we might have been the people that kept pushing it down, yeah. you know. And well, also because our jobs were kind of like, stay a little stay. bit longer. Yeah, yeah. We'll give you more money. Well, when I went to the meeting with my, you know, my boss, she was like, I have a number written down, but like, tell me the reason why you're leaving. Aww. And I was like, all right, well, I'm, I'm about to travel and snowboard as many mountains as I can in, in one single season as well as, like, live my life on the road, travel, meet new people, yeah. cultures, everything. And I even said to her, like, there's no amount of money that yeah. you could give to me that's going to make me turn my head, and I'm yeah. going to be like, you know what, maybe not. What yeah. they don't understand people is don't get that. we don't want more money, we want less money. Yeah. yeah. We want less overhead and less money. Yeah. To, you know, we want to yeah. need less money, so we have to work, we can work less. Mm-hmm. I mean, something very relatable that will really, like, hit home for a lot of people, um, especially during COVID, it's like, when you have that opportunity, when you're like, oh, you know, we're pretty slow, you can leave. And you're like, man, do I leave or do I stay the extra two hours and make the extra money? You know, and it's like always that battle back and forth. Mm-hmm. But when COVID hit and we slowed down at the bike shop, it was like, do you want to go home? I'm like, yep, because mm-hmm. I had yeah. very little expense. You know, it was like, yep, I want to get out of here. I want to go, you know, climb or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it he was made just less like, money towards yep. the end, but we were like climbing way more. But I was happy. And actually enjoying mm-hmm. where we were living. We were like... Whoa, there's so many things we haven't climbed. We've lived here almost four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? We just didn't have the time to do it. Yeah, and I think it goes back to the fact that, like, life is meant to live. Yeah. You know, it's not meant to yeah. work for somebody else. It's meant to live. Right. So, like, the money is only supposed to be a means to get you to be able to do right. what you want to do in your life and feel alive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where, unfortunately, a lot of us are like, oh, we have to make you know, that X amount of money so we could, you know, mm-hmm. do the things that we want to do. But then Plan when you get there... Plan for later in life. Yeah. Plan for retirement. When you get there, you have kids, you have injury, you have all these different things that stop you from actually being able to utilize that money in the way that you wanted to originally. Yeah. And you have to find some other way of happiness, you know, which is a lot, very hard for a lot of people. If you're enjoying all the information that you're getting on this podcast, you're going to love our van life book. This book is going to take you from thinking and dreaming about van life to buying your rig, building it out and everything that you need to know about being on the road, living van life full time. If you want to pick it up, it's available as a Kindle download on Amazon and we would so appreciate your support. Link in the description below. I mean, it, you get into that, like, what, the the things that you're taught as you're growing up that become your mindset, you know, you didn't know in the beginning, you know, it was like, you learned this stuff, you learned how to do it wrong, mm-hmm. and it's not your fault, but, like, if you open your eyes to, like, the opportunities that are out there, then maybe you could try something new and see what it's all about, but I'm mm-hmm. not telling anybody to go buy a van and try it if they're not into it. But just consider the fact that maybe the way you're doing it 
isn't the right way for everybody. Yeah. If you want to do it that way, great. Not like the biggest, most expensive house. Don't don't try and like convince other people that they're doing it wrong because they're doing it their way. Do you have people in your life who are kind of anti your van choices? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely like a. Uh, uh, won't name names a level <laughs> yeah there's definitely like a, a, a scale where like some people are like you know a one out of ten supportive and other people are ten out of ten supportive yeah. and it's like they all get it once we get to sit down and talk with them um but it's just like well i could never do it you know? yeah, yeah like, no one's been mean about it no right yeah. but there, there's a few that just don't understand They're like i don't get it mm-hmm. like you know when are you going to be done doing this? When are you going to start working and like right. planning for retirement and like buying a home and settling down and having a family? Like, what about when you get old? How are you going to pay for your medical bills? Mm-hmm. What, you know, how are you going to live in a van if you need a, a walker? You know, like stuff like that. It like, seems like a very far away problem. About that. Yeah, yeah that's like that's uh, nowhere in my mind. Once again, I think it's that mindset thing. It's like you know, si- since we were children, we've been brainwashed in a sense, right? Yeah. We've yeah. been taught. Right. And in a way that's like a little bit of brainwashing, like this is the type of things you're supposed to think about in order for life to be good for you. Mm -hmm. And life could be whatever it is that you want. We're not telling you to quit your job. We're not telling you to get in the van. What we're trying to tell you is that if you have some type of desire to do something different in your life, figure out how to save the money for that particular lifestyle Create some goals, plan, 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 yeah, and yeah. make it happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's all we're trying to say. Make yeah. some sacrifices. Yeah. 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 So, if you had any advice for somebody getting out on the road, people that are in- interested in climbing or interested in whatever it is, what would your advice be for them? Like, where to, where to start or... Well, where to start, mm-hmm. I would definitely start with just, you know, get on the social media, go look at other... like different people's builds go really, follow really Crux and Beto fig- yes, yeah. <laughs> figure out exactly what you love about every build that you see and just kind of make it a compilation make it a little list of like these are the things that I would love to have these yeah. are the things that I need to have you and know? that you might not know that like you might look at pictures and videos and be like oh I like that I like that I like that it's gonna be all what you like yeah. at first I think and so you create a folder or like an album and then I also think maybe try to take a weekend like try to do an overnight somewhere in whatever vehicle you can and then decide what are the things that you're going to need. Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to need that toilet? Yeah. Are you going to need to make food or are you going to always go out and get food? Like, you know, kind of figure out like what you actually need to survive. Yeah. And I think one of the major things is like, if you don't have the money to rent a van or to rent yeah. something, just use whatever car you have or your grandmother's yeah. or whatever. Borrow someone's tent. Bar- yeah. Borrow yeah. somebody's yeah. tent. Just get out there and when you're out there, you start to figure out all the things that you need. Yeah. Right. Well, so when we first started, I, before we had that first van, I did that thing where I like looked at all the van tours and mm-hmm. had this huge list. And then it really became a question of budget. Yeah. Cause it was like, Oh, you want heated floors? <laughs> yeah. <bougie>. Sorry. <laughs> our, our original build was heated was, floors. <laughs> was heated floors. Yeah. 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 That was our And that sounded source. great. It would make more sense for you guys because you're in all the snow. snow. We were like, wait, why are we trying to be bougie when we're going to be in the sun? Like we don't mm-hmm. need heated floors. Yeah, we were, so, we were yeah, planning on chasing, what chasing the sense. weather. You know, mm-hmm. Was it electric heat? Uh, it was yeah. hydro. Oh, hydro, yeah, yeah. 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 Gly, gly, uh, loop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the pump for that is, like, $4,000 or something yeah, I mean, crazy. It was, and then it was, it was a $10,000 like... system. And I'm just yeah. like, in the beginning, when you're first in your planning stages, you're like, $10,000? No way am I doing that. And then, like, towards the end, you're like, 1000 bucks for that? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. Just like, yeah. Like, you realize, like, this is an investment, and... 
we're not if in the in the long haul there's like a few big ticket items mm-hmm. and the rest of it is what you can make of it whether you can mm-hmm. do it yourself or whether you know you're paying someone else to do it it's like how much are you willing to spend on it and you know it, it's always a compromise it's like what do you want versus what you're willing to spend mm-hmm. you know and you can make things just the way you want them for just the budget you want you just got to get really creative correct well yeah. and you, you've said investment a couple times and i think like it is an investment because we're thinking this is becoming more and more popular and we could easily sell our van to someone else that doesn't know how to build it or what we're trying to create now is like a new business helping other DIYers create their vans or their cars, like whatever it is that they want to live in it within their budget. And speaking Mm -hmm. from experience, just from like being with you guys for two weeks at we've stopped and we've helped several people, whether it was with electrical solar or put hanging a, a, you know, and what was that? A cow cow on on the front of somebody's van. I mean, these are the people that you'll be looking for to help you out with any needs that you have in your rig. Like Sean is legit, like very, smart at figuring out issues and and like just just making it happen and making it work right you know like i could honestly say that yeah Uh, like caring about his work too. yeah he does he he's very meticulous and it looking good and working right and if you see their van you're gonna be like okay i understand that yeah yeah i feel like you guys are in an interesting part of your van life journey because you're in that stage where it's like your savings are kind of like dwindling right <laughs> i'm gonna give you some stuff to sell on facebook marketplace so yeah. hopefully that'll help 100%. but like you know now it's like a pivot where it's like okay we've had so much fun and we've been yeah. traveling and probably meeting a lot of climbers and meeting a lot of van lifers and just like having a good time but now it's like okay if we want to make this lifestyle sustainable how do we move forward yeah and like i don't want to fall into depression of like no, going back to a normal nine to five, like okay. settling down somewhere. Like I don't want that, that goes along with what I was saying. Like you can have what you want exactly the way you want it for the budget you want, but you got to get creative for us. Getting creative is how are we going to make money while living this lifestyle? Yeah. So luckily we have plenty of time to think about it. Cause I don't have anything else to do with my life. So <laughs> if, if there's anybody out there that is like in the middle of a build and they're stuck somewhere and we can be of assistance. That's really where we want to be. We want to be able to help the community grow. We want to be able to, you know, help people figure it out, help it become more acceptable, you know, both from society and the the lawmakers, you know, we Mm. want, we want to have safe places where we can go and camp. We love like staying on BLM, but when you go to the East coast, there's there's very little of it. Mm. It's very hard to be on the East coast. Um, or just educating how to take care of these places that we're parking. Yeah. And that's a huge part of it is just Mm. education with, with you, you come out here and there's a we have 30 vans in a circle right now mm-hmm. you know for this wedding and we're gonna leave here and it's gonna look like it was just got a manicure you know I created yeah. a cleanup but we're gonna drive out of here I saw that <laughs> I love that yeah. we're gonna drive out of here and we're gonna pass three different RV sites mm-hmm. and there's gonna be garbage on the ground and on those bullet casings and mm-hmm. you know whatever you know and it's just like we get a bad rap from a, a lot of a lot of non van lifers. You know, there are definitely like the bad apples in anything, but um, it's it's trying to make people understand that when we leave, we're gonna leave it better than we 
than it was when we got there. Yeah, and no matter what lifestyle you guys are in, you should be trying to do the same thing. Alex and I, every Saturday, we do a Nomads cleanup. You can literally just get out there for five minutes and clean up whatever you can in five minutes. I bet you that you'll probably fill up a whole garbage bag in that five minutes. It's kind of wild yeah. that you can fill up a whole garbage bag in five we minutes. We stayed in a CVS parking lot in Florida Keys for three nights in a row, and I'm like, the last night, let's yeah. clean this place up because it's gross, mm -hmm. you know? And we couldn't. I, I didn't up. have enough bags yeah. to, to fill it up, it but so I was finding sad. CVS bags around the parking lot, and filling those, <laughs> yeah. up those with their you know twenty two foot long receipts that you get from that place, mm -hmm. and it's just like so many so much garbage. And it was because other people were camping in the parking lot partially, mm -hmm. you know, but it wasn't the people with our mindset where we want invest wanna, in some grabbers. We, we don't want to yeah. piss people off because we want to keep doing this. Yeah. The people that do it because they don't have a choice are going to be doing it whether they want to or not. So they don't care. Mm -hmm. 100%. Or like know? the weekenders who don't understand yeah, like yeah. what it is yeah. or that it matters, yeah. you know, because like gonna, they're never going to be back at that right. spot or never going to need a night they're there They're never going to feel the repercussions from it because they're going to spend $30 a night to camp in a, you know, or in someone an RV cleans park. up for them. And right. not to point fingers at anybody, but every time we're in a city, we notice people throwing garbage out their window. Yeah. That garbage actually gets picked up by the wind and gets pushed to these beautiful places that we're all staying at. So it just comes from uh, anybody who's not being thoughtful in the sense of our planet you know and you don't have to be like a hippy dippy or like you know anything over the top but just to like care about your planet and yeah. clean up a little we all live and share this pond together so it's a it's a great thing to keep it clean it's going to help your kids later down the road it's going to help you for your drinking water it's going to help you for so many different reasons so yeah and it's, it's yeah. not even about like we're trying to clean this place up what we're trying to do is show other people that there's you know, that, that there's people thinking like you that, man, this sucks that it looks so nasty. Mm -hmm. And it's to inspire people to try and take yeah. a step in a the right direction. A lot of people are like, yeah. thank you. Because <laughs> even if every single, you know, person in this country that was a consumer did their part because of big industry, it wouldn't It'd be, be enough. Garbage. Yeah. It, it wouldn't be enough. So if we can take the steps and convince the consumers that we need to get on the right track, then it will push the big businesses to get on the right track or they'll go out of business. Correct. So. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So a huge pivot. You mentioned finding receipts in parking lots. Yeah. So when we were first getting ready for van life, we downloaded this app called fetch. And whenever we were in a home Depot parking lot or somewhere, oh, nice. we would pick up everybody else's yep. receipts and then scan them into the fetch app. <laughs> and then you earn points, which then gives you gift certificates to like Amazon, Amazon or, or whatever. Depot, so like or food or when whatever. we were building our van, we probably <laughs> used like at least $200 worth of like Amazon yep. awesome. cart, like, from just from other picking people's up garbage, other people's garbage. And then we would take it and we would throw it in the trash. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, not only we uh, recycling, but we're making money off of people That's throwing brilliant. their shit out like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 yeah just some beta for van life. Yeah, it's yeah. beta for van life. <laughs> beta for van life. But, yeah, so with that being said, thank you guys so much for joining us on the podcast. You guys are amazing people. We're very glad that we had an opportunity to hang out with you guys in Sedona. We've even roped them into, like, coming to the wedding and staying <laughs> uh -huh. longer. All right. Yeah. We'll stay another week. <laughs> <laughs> We've been caravanning together for probably like over Almost two a week weeks. now. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know even when. I like going to weddings. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> well, this isn't your tra this is traditional, typical wedding. wedding. No. no, actually, Alex and I have invited about seven people already at this point, <laughs> beyond just yeah. us being invited by the, you know, by the wedding party. 
But it's just so funny because in a normal lifestyle, people would be like, hell no, you know, but in this lifestyle, they're like, yeah, man, bring whoever you want. You know, it's just More like, people, the better. yeah, it's like a community based thing and it just helps you grow in the sense of like uh more community that you have to help you out as well as people that you could help out as well so i think it's just like once again it's that mindset thing and once you get into that mindset you'll understand why people in van life are like this you don't have to be a van lifer to get it you just need to change that mindset over to you know a more helping uh uh, type of mindset and then you'll get a lot more help in return as well Yeah. yeah When there's not a hundred dollar a plate, you know, fee, then it's like it's okay to bring bring a guest, you know. So yeah, you have a bigger wedding with bigger community, a better community, more and, food, more yeah, drinks, yeah. more. <laughs> well, and everybody, and everyone chips in. Yeah, well, yeah, everybody in this lifestyle is has their own food, has their own stuff. So yeah. it's it's really easy to just contribute. Um, and then you, you don't have to worry about everybody not being fed, you know, cause somebody would be like, Oh, you didn't get anything. I got some stuff in my van. You want me to whip it up for you? Like, it's just, it's just different. You don't rely on other people to feed you and you, you know, you're self-sustainable. You know, you you, you have everything you need with you all the Mm -hmm. time. Well, and then you're also like helping other, like if you don't have something, then somebody else will. Yeah. You're carrying your 9,000 pound backpack around with you all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We love everything. We love that. We love that analogy we always have the biggest backpack yeah. to like when we get done with the hike that everything's yeah. everything is there you could shower you could clean up take, you a, take nap. a nap who wants a cold drink yeah, yeah. exactly oh someone had ice cubes yesterday yes. i was like yes yeah we're gonna need to figure out the ice cube situation for where we when we head down to mexico because i feel like summertime in mexico we're gonna need well, ice. i'll tell you what yeah. take your hydro flask or whatever your thermal insulated cup of choice is Take it to the gas station, fill it up with ice, and throw it in your fridge. It'll last, last like days. four days, Hell yeah. five days. Nice. Yeah. That's super smart, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but thank you guys again for being on the podcast. We appreciate you guys, and we hope to see you stay on the road. Yep. We'll try to do whatever we can to to help you guys out in that in that aspect and if we well i don't know if we'll do that but we will whenever anybody needs help building we will definitely send them your way yeah yeah which we've definitely had quite a few people say hey do you know anybody that builds and like i feel like a lot of people are just scared of electrical or they're scared of the plot like there's like one yeah pieces crux of their build that they're like not we need the beta for this yeah Yeah. Yeah. That, that was our intention that's what we're all about we hope that you guys really enjoyed that podcast and we also hope that you have an fna day hey everybody knows it's true Band life YouTube channel, what they do. Everybody's got to get money. Everybody's about to get money. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. All that.